Welcome back to the Work Mija podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres. I'm your host, Sochi Carmona. Today, I'm joined by Laura Romani. She's a formal dual language teacher with a master's of education, as well as certifications in library information science and Spanish language instructions. Laura is the owner of Los Amigos Books. Los Amigos Books advocates for bilingualism and multiculturalism a través de los libros. They have created a space that welcomes families who share their same values. Their Spanish language and bilingual books are sourced from international and domestic publishers. I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast today. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Xochitl. ¿Cómo estás? Good, good. And Laura is here in her shop, in the Berwyn shop. So, so excited to have her here. And before we get to know Laura's journey and Laura's business a little bit more here on the podcast, we like to get to know um, our business owners and creators, professionals, astrologically. And so Laura was kind enough to share her birthday and birth time. And this is so funny because I don't do this on purpose, but we have another Scorpio sun here on the podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited for this one. It's like you're the modern day Walter McDowell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just I don't do this on purpose. I've been gravitating the um, previous uh, pod uh, host or guest that I had. um, I'll be uploading that one right before yours. Um, She's also Scorpios. Like, I don't find them. I just gravitate towards Scorpios. I'm a Scorpio stan. (laughs) I love them. And so for those of us who don't know, your sun sign is your identity and where you shine. So most of us, we know this is our birthday. So she is a Scorpio sun. They're known for their intensity. They are determined folk who positively throw themselves into whatever they do. They can come off as maybe quiet, some, depending who you ask, that might be mysterious. Uh, But, you know, many are misunderstood. And it's so funny when you send me your birthday and year. This is crazy because you have the exact same birthday and year as one of my best friends is also a Scorpio. So I was like, oh, my gosh, the sun sign, the moon sign. I was like, "Okay, I thought there's some familiarity here. And it's crazy. I was like, wow, you guys are very similar. Oh my Everything god! Everything you just said is like spot on about my personality. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so it's crazy, right? It's- the the moon sign also is what rules your body and your emotion. So not only are you a Scorpio moon or sun, you are a Sagittarius moon. So these people have a need for personal mm-hmm. freedom and space. They're happy, easygoing people. As you know, they don't like to feel cooped up. Uh, They have a need for activity, like meeting new people, going out into the world and traveling. And what I thought was so funny when I was kind of reading like the description on the Sagittarius moons, because like I said, my best friend, she is also she's a teacher. And they're like, you have this Mm -hmm. type of like teacher nest to you. That's a very Sagittarius placement. You know, you like to teach your teacher uh, naturally. And that's been your background as well. So I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then, right. And so for the rising sign, so the rising sign is really much determined by the time you were born. So Laura here is kind of guesstimating. She's like, oh, kind of around 7 a.m. So if we are around that mark, then you probably are a Scorpio rising. Um, and it's funny, also, my friend who has the exact same birthday also is unsure about her time. So we're like playing around with that one. And I was like, what is it? Everybody born in November 21st. Yeah. <laughs> so possibly a Scorpio rising. I try to call my mom to ask her. <laughs> I try to call my mom to ask her about the birth time. She didn't even remember anymore. Oh my god, <laughs> that was her like, mom think- too. <laughs> 
yeah she's like I think it was around 7 a.m but I don't know honey it's been over 35 years so Oh my gosh. And some certificates, birth certificates have the time, not all of them. Mine, unfortunately, does That's not. That's true. Right? I know my husband's had his time on there, also Scorpio. Um, but when mm-hmm. he asked his mom, she gave him the wrong time. And almost, I saw that moon sign. I was almost like, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. No, but we got the actual <laughs> birth time. So possibly you're Scorpio rising. Um, these people have okay. a lot of presence. Their manner commands respect. They can be quiet or loud, but they also seem powerful and determined. And I feel like the quiet or loud part that can be based off of who you ask so maybe like a louder person like me you might be a little bit more quiet but maybe if you ask like a you know quiet earth sign you know maybe you're a little bit louder and more communicative Mm -hmm. um that Sagittarius moon is a very chatty one (laughs) I think it depends on maybe who I'm with who I'm hanging out with Right, right. Oh my gosh. I thought Mm -hmm. that was so funny. I was like, no wonder it just felt very easy and very natural just to kind of like chat with you and connect. So I love knowing a little bit more about you. (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh, you read my whole life story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So now that we've gotten to know Laura a little bit astrologically, Laura, can you Mm -hmm. tell us more about yourself? where you're from, you know, what were you doing before you started Los Amigos books and how you decided to start this business? So I'm originally from the uh, suburbs of Chicago, grew up in the town of Vernon Hills uh, and went to to school out there. And uh, I met my husband, we worked together, we got married and we moved out to Chicago. So we've been in Chicago, I want to say maybe like four, four or five years now. Um, and I was working as a teacher. I worked as a teacher for five years in a dual language program, which is one of the more like progressive and positive uh, bilingual programs that aims for um, full bilingualism for their students. Like they foster the Spanish just as much as they foster the English when they're studying their, their subjects. So I did that and I loved that. Uh, but then I got pregnant with my son and felt like I needed to focus on having a healthy pregnancy mm-hmm. because the one prior to my son wasn't and we ended up losing losing that baby. So I was like, you know what, let me just focus on, on being at home with my son, having the healthy pregnancy, raising him up until he is preschool or kindergarten age. So I was doing that single, or not single, sorry, <laughs> I'm not a single mom. Uh, and, but I'm his main caretaker at home. You know, my husband was going off to work and and I was at home with him. Um, and I just felt a need for still applying the skills that I was using every day as a school teacher, as a bilingual school teacher. And I had also studied to be a school librarian, uh, but I left before I could even you know, utilize those skill sets. And so one day while I was just taking a shower, I was just like, I got it, a Spanish language bookstore. So my husband was excited about it. And right around that same time, I was about to take out a loan to, to start the business, but we got in the mail our stimulus check. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember during the COVID era, they were sending out checks and they were sending out three checks, uh, particularly to, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And we never got them. And mm-hmm. we were like, well, we had already like thrown our hands up in the air on that situation. And then like a year or so later, we got all three checks in, or all like the total amount of all three checks in one check mailed to us. And I was like, you know what, instead of taking out this small business loan, can I use this? I talked with my husband to, to start the company, to build the website, to get the first batch of inventory and, and all the fees and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, all the costs of of starting a business. And, and he agreed. And so we did. And, and Los Amigos Books was born. 
Wow. What was the delay? That's crazy. I wonder, I don't know if the universe is like, hold on, hold on. You're going to save these. (laughs) Yeah, it could be, you know, it all, it all works out for some reason. I found that to be true in, in all of my life. Like, you know, as you're going through these hardships and for us, it was like a financial hardship during COVID because I wasn't, I wasn't working and it was Mm -hmm. my husband who was the main bread maker. All of a sudden this check appears and like, well, we, we've, you know, managed to scrape by without it. And you were about to take out a loan because you want to start your own business. Why don't you go ahead and, and head and do it? And that, that has happened multiple times over and over again. You go through some hardships and it, while you're in it, you, yeah, I guess you, your mind is clouding with clouded mm-hmm. with like the, the things that you're going with going through at that time. But then the universe reveals like a bigger purpose Mm -hmm. for things like that happening at the time that they happen. So it's just been crazy. It's happened to me a lot in my life. Wow. You're like, I'm going to just go with it now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure something will come of it. That's crazy. And so, you know, with this idea coming to you, you know, thinking of a bookstore and books and there's probably a lot of books like what was the process of like sourcing the books you're going to sell like Mm -hmm. there's so many to choose from maybe I don't know some of them like you have to do like minimum order quantities like how did you narrow down which books you were going to start off with um I had an idea of of my favorites Uh, as a teacher you're around books all the time and as a school librarian you learn a lot about the books and the publishers and, and where they're located so I had like a preliminary list and this was actually a list that I would give out to parents and parent teacher conferences whenever they would ask me, where can I find more Spanish language books or what are some mm. of your favorite authors and titles? So I went back to those lists that I used to hand out uh, as my first inventory list. Um, but I also had some wish lists already uh, created, I guess, away mm. in my mind because as a teacher, when I was studying for the school librarian degree, I took a class through Dominican University that sent us abroad to the Feria Internacional de los Libros in Guadalajara. Oh, wow. And the only assignment was for the class was go there, you know, with your classmates and purchase for a school library or a public library that may be interested in Spanish language books. And since I was already in a school setting, I mm-hmm. talked to our school librarian and asked her what she was missing in, uh, what, what genres and what areas they wanted more books in for, in Spanish. And she told me, and the ones that I found there were kind of, kind of became like a, a wish list in my mind of what I wanted from maybe for my classroom or, or for my future kids. So I went back to that too and, and started uh, contacting those publishing companies again, but this time to, to create the first inventory batch for my business. Wow. Like all of this kind of combined just kind of came together for Los Amigos books. So, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to be a teacher getting your master's, but specifically getting the certification, you know, for like librarians, like, did you have like a specific goal for that? Like, or, you know, that just worked out. Did you, was that for Amigos books or something else? Like that just worked out really nicely. Yeah. Well, uh, the initial plan was to transition from being a classroom teacher to being a school librarian uh, and maybe I want to say the second to last and last year that I was working as a teacher I was filling out applications to work as a school librarian but you know since I was a newbie and I always had candidates up against me that had 10-15 years of experience mm-hmm. it never it never you know really fruitioned mm-hmm. uh, and then like I said I got pregnant with my son and this was my second pregnancy. I was like, you know what? I think I think I just need a break. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. a break. And 
I want to focus on having this healthy pregnancy and raise my son the way my mom raised us at home. Um, and then I'll figure out what to do with the skill set later, you know, or maybe I'll, I'll apply it as a school librarian when he's a little bit older, when I'm ready to go back into the workplace. Mm-hmm. And almost like those mm-hmm. like breaks and those pauses, that time to just think like, had you not had yeah. that time, you know, would you have maybe had like that epiphany, you know, shower thoughts, best yeah. thoughts, <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes yeah, for real. <laughs> would you have gone there? Like, it's just crazy. Like that decision to take time for yourself really for, you know, this pregnancy, but almost like for your future too, it just kind of came together. I love that. And so as you're building this a business, you know, and growing it, what has been one of the hardest parts about running your business, like what obstacles? have you had to overcome? Um, I want to say I, I this was my first venture into being a bookseller and I wasn't aware of the the profit margin uh, what what it is that you can gain from from selling books and it ra- ranges anywhere in between 30 percent if it's like an independent author to 50 percent. Uh, and 50% is great. You know, that's that's the profit margin that the big publishing companies offer you. Um, but, I, you know, I wish it was a little more so mm-hmm. that I could live off of live off of this, you know, this work that I'm doing at, at this point in our business. Uh, we're barely breaking the, the profitable, uh, getting above that that red line, um, because everything that that we generate in profit goes back into. Mm-hmm to buy more inventory for the store, to fulfill the online orders. So, um, but hopefully with, with the Berwyn shops, well, not hopefully we have seen, you know, an increase in sales and the more volume and sales that we can get in, in a shorter amount of time uh, will allow us to, to keep the profit margin so that we can buy groceries with it or, mm-hmm. you know, do, do whatever it is that the life throws pay yourself. at you in terms <laughs> of personal expenses. Yeah, pay myself. I, I haven't paid myself. Um, and I have my trusty employee, my husband, who we don't pay either. And my mother-in-law who watches my son for free. So it would be nice, you know, if we could generate some money for, for daycare for my son. I'd love to place mm-hmm. him into a, a high quality Montessori immersion Spanish program, but we're not there yet. But we're, you know, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. We love the voluntary unpaid partners. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yes, profit margins. I was, I feel like profit margins just keep me up at night, (laughs) but it's a thing, something you got to think about in general, you know, when you're starting your business, growing your business and how you're going to scale it eventually so that you can do Mm -hmm. all those things. So that's definitely always top of mind. like for any business owner, whether you're going to do direct to consumer, wholesale, all those things. So, and Mm -hmm. I mean, I met you at pop-ups, which is a great way to bring your books to an audience when you don't have that physical space of your own for people to come to. Um, However, I'm sure that can come with its own challenges. Like you said, probably even like profit wise, or just reminding your customers, where can they find you? And recently in June, you're a part of uh, 12 vendors who launched their retail location and what is called Mm -hmm. the Berwyn shops here in Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. Like, can you tell the audience more about the Berwyn? shops uh what it is and how having that stable type of like a trial brick and mortar space has helped your business it has helped tremendously like you said when I was just participating in pop-ups it was hard for for my customers and followers to know where they're going to find me next you know if they're not 
subscribed to notifications, they weren't getting those kind of alerts. So now that we have our temporary, I guess, little she shed or, or uh, temporary brick and mortar here, uh, they know where I am. They know where our hours are. We're on Google. You can Google us, Los Amigos Books. They'll tell us your ad- our address and, and our hours of operation. Um, and then bigger clients like schools and public libraries also know where to find you. And I guess you get a little bit more of a, a credibility with, with mm-hmm. a physical space. Um, and you're just able to do, do a, a lot more than what you can do by just going and participating in temporary pop-ups. And you don't have to set up every time and take oh. down, which is, I feel like the biggest burden uh, of pop-ups. It's getting there on time, setting up the tent, setting up the tables, putting in the racks, putting out the books, and then taking it all down after, you know, five, six hours, however long the event may be, so... Mm-hmm. And hope that people saw that notification. Yeah. of To get that foot traffic, you know? <laughs> yes. 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 It's a definite grind that we're, we're happy to have a little bit break up from, but we're still participating in, in other like bigger, important pop-ups. Um, we are going to be on Sundays on state on June the mm. 24th. We got selected to, to do a little activation space there and uh, we're going to be part of the mini fest as well so mm. we're making time for for those important events too even though it, it is hard managing a store you know and and participating in pop-ups and having enough inventory for both yeah but but it's important to still get out there and meet the customers where they're at mm-hmm, for sure and like having mm-hmm. the space with like you know you plus 11 other businesses like having their customers come like have you felt like you've gotten a lot of people new people who never like knew about your business like discovering it for like the first time Yes, for sure. I mean, the Berwyn Shops has definitely been a blessing and to be alongside the 11 under other vendors who are women and the majority of them are Latinas. I feel like the collective presence mm-hmm. of all of us in these brightly colored houses right on Roosevelt Road has, has done wonders for us and for everybody. So it's been such a blessing to, to be here. Nice. And what was like the application process like for the Berwyn Shop? What was it like to like pitch? Because you have to like pitch your business, no? Yes, yeah. So they released the application, I think, November of last year. And I happened to just get an email because I was subscribed to emails um, by, I forget the pop-up organization who, who sent it to me. Uh, but I happened to find a pop in, in it in my email and I thought about it. And at the time, I didn't know it was just going to be weekends. And since I'm at home with my son full time, I was like, there's no way that I would have time to, to be there at a shop seven days a week, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to apply. So I, I waited on it for like maybe about a month or so. And then all of a sudden I was just up late um, watching some silly shows on Netflix. And, and I got the notification again in my email. It's like, you know what, I think, I think I'm going to sign up. And I think it was like at one morning or, or 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And, and it was a pretty easy application, the initial application. And then uh, I want to say about three weeks later, we got the notification that we were selected. And we're like, oh, my God, I wasn't even going to apply. And, and, and we got selected and uh, we made it to the final 20 round where we did have to do like a Shark Tank style presentation oh, wow. in front of a, a panel of judges. And the judges or the committee, I guess you would call them, were 13 committee members from the area of Berwyn who were citizens, other business owners um, or anybody who lived and worked in the the city of Berwyn and there was a whole selection uh process for just selecting the committee members who would 
who we would then present to, and then they selected the final 12 that would be able to go into these little houses. Wow. What a process. Yeah. And finally, you know, you were selected. And after mm-hmm. all that, like, what was your reaction? I was super, super happy. Cause they're, you know, they're, I want, I wanted the brick and mortar, uh, but we had been looking elsewhere. We, we looked in uh, our neighborhood where we live. We live in Logan square. And we had taken a couple tours that the Milwaukee Avenue Alliance had had given to view empty retail spaces in Logan Square. And it just was very expensive and a little mm-hmm. bit discouraging because the whole, I did want to be in a brick and mortar and want to start my, my bookstore, but it was just unattainable at, at those prices that we were quoted for in that area. Uh, we looked at other places in Pilsen, but when this popped up, it was very affordable. Mm-hmm. Is weekends only, which is perfect because my son is still too young to go to preschool full-time. Um, so it would allow for me to, you know, be in the storefront for the weekends while my mother-in-law or my husband watched my son. And then during the week I, I work from home and, and I'm with him. So it just, it just worked out very well. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you and the other 11 vendors, you're part of like, kind of like the first cohorts, you know, to be part of these burrowing yes. shops. So this is an opportunity for business owners looking into the retail space to get, you know, like a little taste of it to dip your toes instead of fully jumping in or just realizing, like you said, it's just feeling discouraged because it is expensive, that overhead. And so this will be yes. a new cohort every June through December. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Every season is June through December uh, and the applications for next season, uh, next June through December 2023 starts in November of this year. November, end of November, December is what I've heard from from the Berwyn shop, uh, I guess, head honchos. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like if there are any small business out, uh, owners out there that um, want to get their, their feet wet and not have to have such a huge overhead uh, as they're just trying to grow their business from moving from pop-up into uh, brick and mortar, this is, this is a really great opportunity. Oh yeah. And, and like, what advice would you thinking have? Thinking of one person familiar that I'm talking to right oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, for sure. And you know, with that, like what advice yeah. would you have for anyone wanting to apply for a uh, location at the Berwyn shops? I would say go for it. It. Um, I wasn't going to do it and I was a little overwhelmed by the business plan that they uh, required but you know they, they walk you through it I happen to find a template for a business plan and once you have the template it, it doesn't seem so daunting it does take some time so it's not something that you can definitely fill out like a day before the deadline mm-hmm. I want to say it took me a good week week and a half to really craft that business plan uh, mm-hmm. and submit it. And, um, but other than that, I would definitely encourage anybody who, who wants to, to, to go ahead. And for us, it's been, it's been a great experience. So, and it has for all of the other 11 vendors. So if you'd like to, and you're interested, definitely go for it, but allow some time to really, uh, give yourself time to complete all the steps of the application. Cause it is a bit rigor. Mm-hmm. Hashtag go for it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And that's just amazing. And I feel like your growth, you know, overall from that has been great, but then also like pre Berwyn shops, mm-hmm. post Berwyn shops during Berwyn shops, like you've been featured on Univision and recently I saw New York yeah. times. Any other Woo-hoo! ones, I'm, <laughs> any other ones I'm missing before that? Um, yeah, the Chicago Sun Times. Mira? It, uh, <laughs> well, it, it was, you know, we, um, 
there was one time where I was just like working on my computer and it just came to my head that I had not signed up to be a member for the American Booksellers Association. Because we were members with the American Booksellers Association, they gave the information to the Associated Press about their new members. They noticed a trend um, that resulted from COVID that I guess I wasn't the only one with the idea to, to start a bookstore, but they noticed a trend of about 300 new books, independent bookstores that became members through the ABA and they all happened to be either woman owned or minority owned. Um, and so we were one of those, we were in that list that the ABA gave over to the Associated Press. And because they did an article on us, the way that the Associated Press works is they give access to that article to other local newspapers mm. internationally and nationwide. So then through that, we our story got picked up through the Sun-Times and I think almost every local newspaper in the country, because I was getting emails from Texas, oh, from wow. California, from Hawaii saying, oh, we saw you in our local newspaper. And I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. And then through that, we got recognized uh, by the New York Times and they wanted to to do their own article. Same concept, but they yeah. wanted to, I guess, be the ones to write it. So that's how, how all that surged. And had I never paid for the American Booksellers Association membership, I, don't, I would have never gotten recognized. So. Oh, wow. OK, good tip there. I love it. Yeah, I was reading like the New York Times article and it was just crazy because they're saying like at a time where it's like 2020, when kind of sales bookstore sales plummeted, you know, they're competing here with Amazon. But in mm-hmm. 2021, it was when many independent bookstores like yours focused on because you guys yes. focused on diversity, you actually rose because communities rallied around them. And I feel like yes. I specifically remember too. Um, other local uh, like black owned bookstores where I was like you know what I'm never like a, huh? let's go to a bookstore but I was like you know what let's go support <laughs> so yeah. you know those are the bookstores that focus on black women Asian immigrant stories women mm-hmm. and bi- non-binary people fiction in Spanish and English so I mean thankfully you added yourself but like does this feel like validation for like this idea that you had like did you ever doubt yourself or have doubters seeing like ah eh, you know like bookstores aren't it or just feel defeated like especially during this climate yeah you know there definitely were um some doubters I would say within my own family oh. I I had an idea that there was a market for it just because as a teacher you're you're in the I don't know in the field I guess and one of the number one questions from parents at parent-teacher conferences were where can I find more Spanish language books Um, as a dual language teacher we would uh, send for homework a reading log where the kids would have to read a certain amount of minutes in English and a certain amount of minutes uh, in Spanish at home but I always had parents saying like Miss Rodriguez we you know we're having a hard time filling out the Spanish side just because we can't we can't find, you know, any more books. She's read all the books that are available, you know, at the public library. Mm-hmm. So I had an idea that there was a need in the market for it. Um, I myself, when I became a parent, I too wanted access to quality Spanish language books for my son because I really wanted him to be bilingual and reading in, in the target languages was one of the best ways to maintain or to even learn a new language. So I was like, okay, there is not a big selection at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Amazon, you, you don't even know what to search for. Like the everyday person doesn't know specific titles to search for. Mm-hmm. But I had that expertise and I, I did know because I studied it uh, and I knew that other parents were looking for it. 
Uh, and it just became even more clear when I became a mom myself who was looking for, for their son to be bilingual. Um, and when I pitched the idea to my husband, he's like, oh, Spanish books, just Spanish, are you sure? And I was like, well, maybe some bilingual too. And he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't know. And my sisters, I, I presented the idea to my family. My sister was uh, said the same thing. Are you sure? Like, you want to put just Spanish? I don't know, Laura. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's going to take. Is there a market for it? Have you tested it? And I was like, you know what, guys? <laughs> I'm just going to do it because I know there is a market for it. But yeah, I, I, went, I went for it. And it, since the very first pop-up that we participated in, we had a really great response. Our first pop-up was at the Logan Square Farmers Market, um, which is where we're from. And we, I happened to see that they were doing an extended market where the price was a little bit more affordable to participate. And, and I went ahead and did it. I didn't even have enough tables and racks. <laughs> the books were just in piles, you know, and, but it went really great and we almost sold out. And that's when I, I changed my husband's opinion. He was only supposed to come to help set up the tent and the tablecloths and whatnot, and help me haul the books. But as soon as the farmer market started, which was at 9 a.m., we kept getting customer after customer. And he's like, I, I don't think I'm going to leave. I, I think I'm going to help you. So he was helping, you know, to ring up customers. And at the end of the event, he's like, yeah, yeah, I like this. I think we should do more of this more often. I'm like, you see, you see, you hater. hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. There is, there is a market for it. Because I remember when like you have some of the little libros books, when those yep. came out for the kids. I mean, those are for like the chiquititos, chiquititos too. So I was like, those are amazing. But like, where can they like graduate to the next level? The likes of like different reading levels. It's like, I wouldn't even know yes. who else has them. So to have like a one-stop shop for different like age levels for kids, like I don't even have kids and I'm excited for when I have kids to have this resource <laughs> Because like, I remember reading, my mom would always read to us, but it was like Corduroy, Julius, yeah. the baby of the world. Like there was nothing where we felt represented in our books. And right. I was telling you, even like my husband, you know, where it's like, I was like, yeah, I think we should have kids soon. And he saw the social justice book for kids. And he's like, I'm getting that for my kids or like all the different ones. He's like, I'm getting that. We don't even have them yet, but we're super yeah. <laughs> excited to oh, be able you. to have those options and really teach them. And, you know, for my friends who do have kids I'm like all right I'm on it Diaz coming you know to like the library here in Berwyn shops or Los, Los Amigos books and so for you like you have maybe new customers or you know people in general like if you had to recommend books to customers like what are like your go-to favorite books from your shop to recommend uh, I, I have so many favorites um, but the ones that you see behind me uh, are my favorite collection, uh, they're a set of biographies that we import from Spain from a Spanish publisher called Alba Editorial. Uh, and they do not have distribution of them here in the States. Mm. Uh, we first saw the books, um, I don't know, I think I discovered them at the Feria Internacional de los Libros when we went this past year and we saw them. I knew about them before, but I saw them in person for the first time there, but they were being sold by their distributor that is located in Mexico and it was mm -hmm. their stand. So their prices were, were a lot more expensive, you know, than the direct price that the uh, publishing company offers. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna contact the, the publishing company directly. And so we did and, and surprisingly it was easier than than what I thought, you know, I, the idea of 
flying books over here from over the ocean was a little bit daunting to me at first mm -hmm. but it's like oh no we just need a couple forms and and whatever it is that you want to order and we'll send them your way and it's like oh okay <laughs> so we I'm super proud that you know that we got them and they're just really really great biographies that are well illustrated it's really hard to get kids into nonfiction, and, mm -hmm. and these books are have, do just such a great job because they're so attractive uh, and the illustrations on the inside just really help kids imagine what the people did in these in their lives. So, and then there's not too much text because kids just hate to to read like mm -hmm. a a textbook, you know, on on somebody's life or a really long biography because it gets boring. But this is like two to three sentences per page, really well illustrated, and you learn a lot about the person's life. Mm. Oh my those gosh, those are those are my favorite. Yes. <laughs> and we have everybody, Frida Kahlo. Uh, we have Martin Luther King, all the greats, Muhammad Ali, Coco Chanel. It's just everybody that you can think of is part of the series. Wow. Those, that's awesome. So glad you have those in the shop and so glad those are popular because yes, like you said, um, what is it? Nonfiction. Like how do you get some, mm -hmm. how do you break that down for like a kid to really understand? So love that you yeah. have those at the shops, love all the books that you have in your shop. So hopefully, you know, we will link down below where you can find those amigos books this season. And, yeah. you know, with that, like what goals do you have for yourself? Like what's next after your season, you know, after December at the Berwyn shops? I think the goal is definitely to take that second leap uh, into a more permanent brick and mortar. Um, the whole point of the, the Berwyn shops, um, it's funded by the city of Berwyn and the Berwyn Development Corporation. They, they want our businesses to stay in Berwyn. They, it's part of a whole development uh, of Berwyn, of the city of Berwyn. So they want us to stay and open up our brick and mortars after we graduate the program. And it's definitely looking that way. We haven't looked into to spaces just yet, but we're going to possibly start the process soon uh, just because we know that the, it's a long process to open up a brick and mortar. And we kind of want it to be ready upon graduation of, of the Berwyn shops in December. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, I'm going to partner up with a couple of the other vendors here. We're going to start looking into the empty retail spaces here in Berwyn. Um, and the way that the reason why I say it's looking like we might, you know, stay in Berwyn is just because the community of Berwyn really has welcomed us. I, we felt such a such a big welcome by being part of the Berwyn shops. And we've always gotten positive uh, feedback from participating in pop-ups, but they have just really like opened in their arms to us and, and embraced our business. So we feel really supported here um, by the city of Berwyn and the Berwyn Chamber of Commerce as well and all of the, the citizens here in Berwyn. So we're leaning in, in that direction, even though we live in the city and it's gonna be a little bit of a drive. Um, we, it's definitely looking that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Berwyn, the city town of Berwyn is just really good about supporting small businesses, mm -hmm. just having those resources available. Um, so yes. for me, I'm even like, if I were to do physical, I would do Berwyn. One is cheaper than Chicago. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, but definitely. just the support, the support that you get is just amazing. So for them to have this to help you, like you said, graduate into something bigger, I think is just mm -hmm. awesome. So shout out Berwyn shop, shout out city of Berwyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've done a fantastic job. And we recently had had a meeting with the Berwyn Development Corporation about their different uh, levels of membership. And just be, because we're part of the Berwyn shops, we're already at a tier two level with them. And there's mm -hmm. so many benefits that come with that. 
uh, of course, if we want to want to go to tier three and tier four, it, it costs a little more, but it's definitely I feel worth it. So they've supported us through that. We're, we're part of, we're on their website already. We're in the magazines that they send to to all the citizens of Berwyn, Forest Park and the surrounding areas in Oak Park. So it's pretty cool uh, to have this program that, you know, surrounds you with support from day one. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So glad you got this opportunity. So glad for everybody else who yeah. wants to purchase books that you got this opportunity. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us. But before we end this podcast episode, I just wanted to do some quick rapid fire, fun questions for you to okay. answer. Maybe first thing that comes to mind, feel free to expand upon. Um, we're actually mixing them up a little bit here. So we got some new ones in case you've already listened to the podcast episodes previously. So I'm about to stump you a little bit if you have. <laughs> um, yeah, but- yeah, I listened to your um, the podcast that you did with our under- other vendors here, Alba. Yeah, and I listened to the Pocha Pets episode just because they're my homegirls. I'm like, <laughs> let me let me listen to their interviews. So I did. Yes, yes. So we have two other businesses that are now in brewing shops. We did previous episodes on them, and now we have you. So excited. So let's go into the questions. The first question is who is someone that inspires or motivates you? This can be anyone. I want to say my dad. Uh, he's the first person that comes into mind, both my parents actually, um, but I think I get my entrepreneurial spirit from from my dad. He, you know, he and my mom traveled to this country. My mom was pregnant with my older brother when they crossed the border. And from the get-go, my dad has always had like three jobs and, you know, moved us into really great suburbs and was willing to like break sweat for us. So he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations. Awesome. And next question, what is your favorite me time activity? I want to say, you know, as a mom, it's hard. (laughs) We don't really have too much me time. Um, But when my husband takes my son to the gym or to the park or whatever, it's really nice to just be at home to get all the things done that I need for the business or just to like, honestly, watch Netflix. So that's my favorite time. Nice. Netflix and chill. Yeah. (laughs) Next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? The best piece of advice, uh, I think would be to be authentic to who you are, to, to follow your gut. Um, and just, just be yourself. Don't try to emulate anyone else, um, and, and follow your heart. Mm, Nice. Next question. What is a, a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? I would say just go for it. Just do it. Um, if you never try, you'll never learn what it is like to have that business. You know, I had the idea of Los Amigos books simmering in the back of my mind for a while, even even when I didn't even know, you know, that it was going to come together to this. And um I'm the kind of person who is very perfectionist Mm -hmm. and I had the website ready. I want to say for about two months, but I just didn't launch it just because I was afraid. And one day my husband was just like, just go for it. Just do it. You have the inventory launch that website and it's never going to be perfect. Cause if you wait for something to be perfect, you might miss out an opportunity or you might never try that one thing you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Perfectionism. I feel like can just be crippling. If anything, you're just, you're just going to have regrets. You're not going to have a product, a business. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? This can be a book, podcast, app, workshop, et cetera. 
I would say definitely the Berwyn Development Corporation um, and the Berwyn Shops. Like they have really launched our business to, to the next level by offering us the opportunity to have a physical space, even though it's a small physical space, you know, we're tiny but mighty is what I say. Um, and all their support, their financial advice, their workshops, like everything that they have provided for us has, you know, has been a game changer for us. Love that. Yes. Another shout out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. last question, where can listeners connect with you online? We are on almost every single uh, social media network, um, but I would say the one that's popping off the most is TikTok. TikTok is where it's at. And I never, you you know, I'm not the kind of person to get in front of a camera. It really took a long time for me to get the courage, but we're on TikTok. uh, We're on Instagram and we're on Facebook. We have a YouTube page, but don't even go there because it's still under construction. Um, and our website, uh, which is www.losamigosbooks.com. Nice. Love it. I will link that all in the show notes so you guys can visit online. But if you are here in the Chicagoland area, definitely check out the Berwyn shops. I will list that address too. So you guys can check out just the whole amazing library of Los Amigos books and, you know, meet Laura so she can give you some amazing recommendations. Thank you so much, Sochi, for taking the time to interview us. Of course, of course. And thank you, everybody listening here on the podcast. Don't forget to follow the Work Me Hot podcast so you can listen to more amazing mujeres like Laura. And until then, I'll see you, talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye. Adios.